What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. I do a podcast about collecting sports cards. I collect sports cards myself, and I like to talk about them. Um, I want to first thank our unofficial sponsors. There's plenty of them out there. Um, so appreciate all of them coming on board. I um, want to thank State Farm. I want to thank Geico. I want to thank Progressive. All of the insurance companies that are flooding my inbox, lining up, knocking down the doors at Stacking Slabs HQ. Um, really appreciate insurance. Um, I was on my way home from the Colts game just a minute ago and got rear-ended. <laughs> so uh, thank you to all of the insurance agents out there. If you uh, need a new insurance agent, I don't have anything to tell you, but uh, if I can tell you one thing is make sure you call them if you get in an accident and make sure the person who hits you has uh, some insurance. So shout out to insurance. Um, you always want to pay for insurance because it takes care of you, whether it's a car accident, flood insurance, collector's insurance, your home insurance, whatever it is, travelers, Geico, State Farm of it all. Shout out all these companies, Progressive. Um, you need it when you're in a jam. Uh, so appreciate all the unofficial sponsors being with me. Everyone is okay. It was a fender bender. It was a little injury to insult leaving the Colts game. Yes, we lost. It was an entertaining game, though. I know there's a lot, not a lot to be expected from this Colts team this year, but definitely saw some uh, glimpses of hope. Also, just great to see Anthony Richardson out there. You can see uh, the potential in him. Um, very exciting player. Excited what's to come. Uh, for everyone here. Um, but yeah, I'm recording this after an L, after my car got hit. Again, everyone's fine. It was all good. We got the insurance agents working through it all. Um, so I'm I'm playing a little uh, behind, but I'm going to try to bring this energy today's episode of the Stacking Slabs podcast. Maybe I'll start here. And I don't want to dwell on it too much because it's old news at this point. And you know me, I don't really like to cover mainstream stuff, but I'd be remiss. Um, to not share just some insight and information and perspective from me regarding the whole um, neighbor, uh, hobby watchdog of it all, card porn and all that. Um, you know, I don't never spent a lot of time bringing up that account on the show. Always was a walking contradiction to me. You hide behind a uh, account. You don't show your name, your face, but you're out watching, making sure you're there's no corruption in the hobby when that individual was the one who was causing damage and um, trying to benefit um, from fraudulent activities. And there's so many stories that are coming out regarding this individual and this page. And, you know, all you have to do is follow uh, Darren Ravel, who's covering this pretty extensively. But, I, you know, I, my take is there's always going to be uh, losers in the hobby. And there's always going to be people that are trying to take advantage of others. You know, I do believe there is a guilty by association um, element that we all should be looking at bad actors through, making sure that we're very cautious. I also believe that we should never get infatuated by the numbers. Total subscribers, total followers means absolutely nothing. It does not mean a thing. And we as individuals are so obsessed with numbers and how big someone's page is. And it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't tell you the quality of individual or person that that, that is. I think what matters is focusing on quality. It's all about quality relationships. Cream always rises to the top. And we should wish 
absolutely nothing but the worst for the underbelly of the hobby. There will always be an underbelly of the hobby because unfortunately, you know, this is not regulated. Uh, There will always be people trying to take advantage of other people, but this is a lesson for everyone. And for me specifically, it was a reminder. The old adage by Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and you know how I like to look at professional wrestling as a parallel to everything. It's just the way I'm wired, baby. But don't trust anyone. One response publicly, I think it's, we, we should always be highly skeptical, I guess. And sadly, people are trying to take advantage of us. So we should be highly skeptical to anyone who we don't personally know. Don't care how big their following is. I don't care how great their production is on their Instagram reels. I don't care who they're hanging out with. We as individual actors and participants in the hobby should be highly skeptical. If we have never met before, I would expect you to be highly skeptical as me as an individual. I appreciate you listening to this show. I appreciate you hopefully feeling the passion that I have not only for the hobby, but just the people who listen to the show and the collecting community. But I would just always remain skeptical. People are out there trying to take advantage of others, and this is a case in point of that. My recommendation to everyone is always niche down. When you niche down, really good things happen. And this means group chats. This means meeting those people and those relationships, DMs, meeting people in person. I feel very fortunate when I create content. I've got a hack to get one-to-one with so many amazing collectors and individuals in this hobby. And uh, it, it, it benefits me because I feel like I get to know people on a personal level. And I, I think trust is really important. And we should always seek trust in the hobby and we should always demand trust. Um, so this won't be the last time something like this happens, unfortunately. It's always going to happen because there are people out there that are sad and they feel like they weren't raised right. They want to take advantage of other people. Um, and what we can do as a hobby is bring awareness and share. And I think we do a really good job of that. When we see something, we say something, we put it on the Instagram story and we rally around that because this is the collecting community and damn it, we love to collect cards. We're too busy, uh, with the important things in life, hanging out with our kids, working our jobs, being great spouses. And we don't have time for sad and pathetic people. We don't, what we do have time for. And that sliver of time is to enjoy the damn hobby as much as we can. And that's what we're going to do. And also, too, we're just going to watch a lot of football because that's what we have going on. It feels like everything shut down around me that today. Uh, it was Colts football day. And yes, we did not come out with a W. And congratulations to those pesky Jacksonville Jaguars. Certainly the better team today. Um, but I see a, a sign of hope. So I hope you all enjoyed your week one, you got locked in. You had fun doing the fantasy thing, the DFS thing, the sports gambling thing, the football card thing, connecting with your friends, going to the stadium, watching Red Zone, all of these ingredients that make being a football fan so fun. I am so excited um, for the rest of the season. There's so much left. I want to thank 740 Smith Cards, my man Justin, for the Friday episode. If you didn't get a chance to check that out, make sure you you dip back into the archive. Passionate collectors with stories is what I'm all about, man. It's what we should all be about in the hobby. I feel like the more passionate collectors that we can talk to and have them share their stories, the better off we're going to be. I love the learning. I love facilitating these conversations. 
And one thing that stood out to me was the gatekeeping of it all. And Justin self-admitted, he said, I've got three Eddie George green PMGs because I don't want to see these things flipped up and down the East and West Coast at card shows or in auction houses. And I thought that was really interesting. I've been reflecting on that. There's a fun little thing going on in the hobby when individuals love cards so much that they buy cards because they don't want those cards to be tossed around um, and treated as objects. That means you are treated as vehicles for cash or trying to take advantage of something or buying a card and pricing it too high to make sure other individuals can't get it. I think there's been an outcry and a pouring of the people who are marking up cards and collector cards. And we're beginning to see um, individuals take aim at maybe not so much the uh, hot prospect of the week, but more focused in on collector cards. And people, all they have to do is see the passion, see the conversation. So we're seeing um, maybe some flip mentality, flip culture coming into these spaces and people are getting pissed off. So again, we can't control anything. And I'm not here to say flippers are bad. I think they're individual dealers and people who flip cards, get cards and Uh, can get those cards in the hands of the collectors and the right people. But there's also the negative side where someone buys a card and then tries to mark it up three to five X out of the gates and might take the opportunity away from another individual who's super passionate. And that's what Justin feels with these Eddie George cards. So I thought it was interesting where he does not care that he owns three of these and is happy, happy to spend the money on those, but he's holding them too because He wants to be able to, if it's not himself or his kids, give people in his Eddie George chat an opportunity to buy those cards um, at a rate that is not absurd. So that was super cool. I think the other thing that is cool about that is just like the dupes of it all. And it's like buying cards you love and think can hold value and also know that people want those cards. If you have dupes of cards, it can be a vehicle to help get you in a bigger or better card that you're looking for. I think collectors want cards over money. That's something I've certainly have learned. It's easier to get cards out of people's collections if you have a card on the other side that they might want. And I think sometimes when you have access to dupes of a card that might be rare and scarce or highly collectible, you can get it and you can get it and use it as a vehicle to get into something that you need or really want. That is something that I've been taking advantage of this year. And it doesn't happen without access. It doesn't happen without being super passionate. It doesn't happen without relationships. So I thought that was something that is really cool. I think the problems uh, we face are trying to find cards that fit into collections, whether they're you know run sets on our list, products. I think if we can present these cards to someone else, there's a strong chance that they'll move off of a card that's in their collection for something that we might have dupes in. So it's something that I'm certainly thinking about. I had fun talking with Justin. We had similar tastes in cards. We listened to the same kind of music. So anytime I can meet individuals in the hobby that have similar interests and are as passionate as me, I'm going to bring them on the damn show. I am pondering. I've been pondering kind of direction just where we should be heading next with this show. And a lot of the times I form formulate my thoughts. I think about, put myself in the listener's shoes. If I was out there listening to the Stacking Slabs podcast, your hobby content alternative, I would be thinking, what, what, what do I expect? What do I want to learn more on? What do I want to do? And I think we're going to continue to keep doing what we do around here, but I want to individually niche down on to- a topic because I want to be a student. I want to learn. I want to put on my, um, 
I want to get my notepad out and I want to start meeting with collectors around specific a specific topic. And so I'm going to be kicking off a series this week. And I'm not sure if the next episode after this Friday will kind of be cohesive with the theme. It could be two weeks. Maybe it's next week. It could be a month. I don't know. I haven't planned it out. I do this show. I fly by the seat of my pants a little bit. I do spend a lot of time thinking about topics, formatting, but I want to dig into a macro theme. And so I think what's going to be really fun and what we're going to dig into starting on Friday is investigating different parallels. I think investigating different parallels and going deep has substance. I am talking about diving headfirst into conversations with passionate collectors to share information about specific parallels. We're going to be talking about history, the significance, position in the hobby, etc. I believe growth in the hobby starts with passion and fandom around parallels. It brings together player collectors. I think scarcity plays a role. Everyone always wants to turn to PMGs as an example, but there is so much more. I have monitored so much about what are the levers that we pull as individual collectors in the hobby to increase the value of specific cards in a way that is not things shoot up and shoot back down middle finger graph style, but what are the qualities and things that we do as collectors that help cards grow incrementally over time? And I think one of my hypotheses is if cards are in a specific parallel that's rare and scarce that have a lot of different attributes and qualities and be are cool and I'm going to dig into some of those qualities those are the things that people get attracted to those are the things that might increase the value of cards those are the things when people share consistently people want and it revolves a lot of the times around the aesthetic of the card as opposed to just the individual player so we're going to start this series off on Friday in a way that I don't know any other direction. So it's about every three months I bring this dude on the podcast and we always talk about something that gives me energy and fires me up. So I figured, you know what, in this new series, he should be the kickoff um, because I know he's super passionate about a uh, parallel that is important, but I don't think we've dug in deep on this show or just in general as a community. So we are going to kick things off by talking on Friday, we're going to talk about the Black Finites one of one out of Panini Prism. And you know it. I got my man, Chris McGill, Chris Hoge, if you will. He's got the Joker. We've talked about it on this podcast. He's got the whole Christian McCaffrey Black Finite run, which is absolute insanity to think about that. <laughs> to think about getting every rookie Prism Black Finite one of one of Christian McCaffrey. We're going to talk about that. But we're going to dig into the category of blacks. We're going to do that. And how many, if any, do we get? What will be their place? These are all going to be questions we're going to ask. So I was inspired by my thinking of just this thought about parallels and this thought about my habits as a collector, what matters to me. And we're going to start with a little bit of story time with Brett McGrath, Bebe. I didn't realize this until I peaked at Card Ladder a week after a recent buy. And I'm going to talk about this buy. I'm going to explain this, and it's going to give you some thoughts from my perspective on where my head is at regarding a specific parallel. And I think by the end of this, you'll understand 
maybe not this parallel specific, and maybe we will talk about this because as I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about some significant collectors who would be fun to bring on to dig into deep about this one. But I proudly, the last couple of weeks, I proudly uh, in auction went and all gave an all-time high, set a mark because I love a parallel so much. And this parallel is the galactic out of revolution. So I have always appreciated the galactic out of prism, not a big basketball collector. So never went nuts on them. But when WWE got the license and they released revolution right after prism, I thought to myself when I heard that news was like, Oh, there's going to be galactics in WWE form. I love that parallel. It'll give me a reason to collect. So I set the all-time high. I hope this card ends in my gets in my collection by the time this goes live. I literally came on Saturday uh, home and I got a note from USPS that I was not around when the card was delivered. And so now I'm sitting here with the pink slip and I'm hoping that I don't miss them again on Monday when I'm going to pick up my daughter. But doesn't that suck? I wish there was a better way. I wish there was a better way because I hate playing cat and mouse with the post office, uh, especially when it's you have to wait several weeks because of authentication for your cards to get in your collection. But that's neither here nor there. I set an all-time high on the Hulk Hogan Galactic 2022 at a revolution. It was not a bin smash. This was auction style. I went aggressive. There was another person who was going aggressive and I won. And I'm not even, I'm not a massive Hulk Hogan fan. Okay. I'm not a big Hogan fan. You don't see a bunch of Hogan cards on my page. I was always a Randy Savage guy growing up. I was never really a Hulkamaniac. I liked Bobby Heenan and I liked Andre. So I just, I was not wearing red and blue, brother. I was not saying my prayers and eating vitamins. But so I, I just, Today, it's like Hogan. I'm more of, I lean into maybe more of the Hollywood Hogan style, WrestleMania 18 or in WCW and WrestleMania 18 against The Rock, than I would just Hulk Hogan Hulk, hulking it up. But, anyways, because I'm such a passionate collector of Galactics, and the Hogan was in a PSA 10, Pop 2, shout out Drake. Of course, Drake has the other one. <laughs> I'm pop buddies with Drake. Um, he's a big Hogan guy. But, I knew when I saw it available, I had to get it because I love Galactics and Hogan is significant and it's a PSA 10. So walking through the, as a non-Hogan collector, we're walking through the rationale of why I decided to put, be the all-time high bid on this and set the bar for Galactics are a few things. And this helps take the shape of why I think it's important for us to do a series on Parallels. The appearance and the aesthetics, the technology on these cards is insane. I already talked about admiring basketball. There was an opportunity for wrestling. I think the cards and the appearance drive our habits to buy. I don't just buy cards because of certain players and have to have everything. It doesn't mesh with me. The card needs to look cool as shit, and it needs to make me feel something, and that's what Galactics do for me. I think there needs to be some scarcity. So Galactics, while I do prefer serial number stuff, I think the SSP of it all and how hard it is to get these things makes it attractive to me. I look through the PSA pop report all the time for these WWE Galactics, and I don't know how high they're going to get. Um, I don't suspect too high, but right now, this product, I collect the 2022 version, the debut version, and this has been out for a year, and the highest population for anybody in the set is four. 
there's pop four. I think John Cena's a pop four. Um, maybe Taker. I can't remember. But f- four is the highest in PSA pop report of any of these. So that means something to me. I think the player population within a specific parallel matters. So you want to be able to collect your favorites. You want to be able to collect legends. That's really important to me. And then the product. I think there's an opportunity, especially with Revolution. People are people don't aren't necessarily looking here because it's a lower end product. However, it has a high end parallel in my mind that I know is really challenging to get. So to me, it seems like a it's not not everyone is looking at 2022 WWE Revolution because you know I don't know you can buy a hobby box for 60, 70 bucks a pop. I'm not saying if you buy Hobby Box 60-70 bucks a pop, you're going to find a Galactic. You probably aren't. That's just why they're so fun to me. So I think the best value is had when people aren't there. And it's ultimately having cardboard conviction around these specific parallels. There are so many parallels that are inspiring to me when I see that I don't own. There are so many parallels that I do love and go crazy on. Parallels help drive my collecting. They're like a compass to me. I go follow the cool stuff. And that's what I'm doing with WWE Galactics. And I know there's so many people who that resonates with. It might not be Galactics. It might be Super Fractors. It might be Black Finites. It might be Finest Mosaics out of 10. Who knows what it is? Maybe it's PMGs. Maybe it's um, Rubies. There's so many freaking cool parallels out there. And what I want to do on this show is talk more about them and meet other collectors who are super passionate about it. It's football season. We're talking parallels. We're doing all the things. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Stacking Slabs podcast. Our good friend, Chris McGill, you know him as Chris Hoge, will be on the damn program this Friday. Don't miss it. Make sure you are always skeptical, you build relationships, and you contribute. Share your cards, share your passion, share your stories. The more we can all do that as collectors in this hobby, the more the bad shit will get drowned out and the more the good shit will rise to the top. I love this hobby. I love all of you for listening to this damn show. Let's collect some damn cards and enjoy this hobby and continue to make it better every day. You take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be having more Stacking Slabs podcasts on the other side. Peace out. Peace out.